next week on Part of Our World, we will be reviewing Disney's latest release, Mary Poppins Returns. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy tonight's episode. I'm Keenan, and I'm Rachel, and this is part of our world podcast where we talk about Disney, Disney stuff. stuff, Jinx. I On roll. this episode, we are going to be um, going over our review for Mary Poppins Returns. If you listen to our first and previous movie review, you'll know that we'll spend the first, I think last episode I said five minutes talking about our no spoilers review, and then it went on for like ten minutes, but anyway... Anyway, the first segment will be no spoilers. If you have not seen the movie, you have nothing to worry about. I mean, I'm going to assume you've seen the trailers, but yeah, we're not going to be spoiling plot, characterization, anything like that. Just talking about the movie. After that, we will unleash the hounds and talk about everything we think about the movie. The good, the bad, the ugly, Mm -hmm. the fantastic. Um, But we will not hold back as far as spoilers and things of that nature. We'll give you a warning before that. Absolutely. Right now, we'll just talk about our overall thoughts. Maybe a short synopsis. Sure. Okay. You want to give the synopsis? I guess. Um, I I just wasn't prepared. Well, so this, as you probably figured out if you watched the trailer, it's picking up when Jane and Michael are now adults. Michael has three children of his own, and we know that um, they have lost their mother in um the past year so yeah mary poppins comes in to save the day do what she does and so it's basically about that i mean i don't know how much more of a plot you need i guess they're about to lose so yeah you also know they're about to lose their house and they're trying to figure out a way to make that not happen it's their childhood home on what's it called cherry 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 wood lane cherry Cherry tree. There you go. Yeah. Um, so yeah. That sounds about right. Basic synopsis. Yeah. So overall impressions. I I'll just start by saying I thought it was a fantastic movie. You know. I will say I don't know if people who aren't fans of the original Mary Poppins would like it. In mm-hmm. fact, I think if you have seen Mary Poppins and you're just like, meh, as I know people it's not a movie for everyone. Then this one's you're you're getting a lot of the same flavor, mm-hmm. so I could see people not really appreciating that. But yeah. If you liked the original Mary Poppins, hundred percent go see this. Just start to finish a pretty magical journey. So I loved it. Yeah, I really really liked it. I won't say loved it, but I really liked it, and I think I would like to see it again. I think for me, I just kind of get entranced by. Uh huh. All the stuff, and so I don't. I miss a lot of things. I think the first viewing. Sure. So. Sure. Yeah. I um. I have my issues, but you know I'm very critical. So when I say I loved it, that's not without reservations. With yeah, not without reservations. With reservations. But that being said, you know I I know we'll get into this more later. But I was pleasantly surprised by Emily Blunt's 
portrayal of mm-hmm. Mary Poppins. I thought she did a great job. Um, I loved Lynn Manuel's Jack the Lamplighter. Yes. I thought Ben Wishaw or whatever his name was as yeah. Um, he was. Oh my gosh, what was his name? Michael. Michael. Um, was really good as well, uh, acting and singing. Although he he didn't really stretch himself too much as a singer, but I thought he did he did a great job. Um, but what I was most impressed with, well, there are two things. The music, I thought every number had a place and was enjoyable, um, really well done from a musical standpoint. And you know, I'm a I like musicals, so. Again, if you don't like musicals, you're probably going to be like, you know, right? I mean, it opens with a musical. So it's like, uh, here we go with the songs. No, the songs were great. But it was, uh, aside from the music, I was most impressed with just like the setting and expressionism and the things they did with like the environment. Hmm. Really loved that. Cool. So. Yeah, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit about the musical numbers. Um,. I thought they were all well-performed, but I thought they were a little bit less, or like far less memorable than the songs in the original. Like none of the songs really like stuck with me. Hmm. And I think in the original you have like Spoonful of Sugar, you have Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, you just have these songs that are just like, I mean, even if you haven't seen the movie a ton, you know them. And this one I'm like, I can't really remember. There are some exceptions. I thought there were... two particular standout ones um i don't think it'll be i don't know if it'll be a spoiler to say so i can save that for later sure i i guess you know to your point about the memorableness of the music memorableness yes is that i i totally agree with you i don't think there's any number that comes even as close to the original Mm -hmm. but i still thought the music was great yeah. You know, and look, we've seen Mary Poppins how many times? A lot. The times. There was a time you know? when that was like our, he was two at the time, I think, and that was yeah. our two-year-old's favorite, favorite movie. movie. So we watched it all the time. But even before that, I had seen it enough times, or at least seen the songs or heard the songs enough times to have them be like iconic and memorable. I don't know if any of the songs in this film will reach that level of popularity like Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. I, I highly doubt it. I, yeah, I couldn't... But I do think I that there's that something about the the history behind Mary Poppins and how long it's been out and how is it is considered a classic now that makes you look at those songs and go, oh, those are, you know, these memorable songs that have stuck with me. It's like, yeah, well, yeah, because you've had them since childhood. So I can see kids growing up with this film having some of these songs be quite memorable. Really? Although to your point, I don't think as memorable as any. I see. Well, why don't we just why don't we end our segment? Let's give it. Let's give a score, and then go into our um, assessment. Assessment. Yeah. Okay. Our score. Yeah. Mm, I'm gonna go. I mean, this is my first one viewing. To five, scale of one five. One to five. No, last time we did. We gotta stick with the same scale. Last time we did letter grade. Percentage percentages. Yeah. Um, I'm going with eighty. Okay. Wow. I think. Okay. Fair enough. I'm gonna go with ninety-one. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm a minus. I don't know why. I'm just a critical movie watcher. Well, I am. Okay, so we're gonna take the gloves off here. If you have not seen 
Mary Poppins Returns, you will want to turn off at this point. Come back, listen to us, give us your feedback. Love to hear what you guys think, but we're going to start throwing punches and praising, I'm sure, in mm-hmm. many cases, but kind of breaking down the movie. So... Yeah, I think I had more to say about just... I mean, I had a lot more non-spoiler stuff, but okay, that's fine. But if you had to pick one single thing that you felt like wasn't stellar about the movie, is it the music, or would you pick something else? Um, I don't know. I think, yeah, maybe the music. I mean, that's what I put on Gripes, which is like the music wasn't as memorable and catchy. Okay. But, I, but the thing... But it's hard to it's say not because... not as catchy, for sure. Because I thought that the numbers were really well performed, and like what they did, they gave it their all, and it was super enjoyable. But like the songs themselves, I'm kind of like, so I guess it was a songwriting thing. It wasn't a performance issue by any means, because I thought they did amazing. But yeah, they're definitely not as catchy. But yeah, I thought they were like really well done and well performed songs. So I, that's a praise point for me. Okay, I think the music. Yeah, I think mine might be higher. Because the more I was, like, writing about this and, like, my thoughts about it, the more I realized, oh, this was a really good movie. But, I don't know. I guess where it just, like, sits with me right now, it's, like, about an 80, but it's probably higher than that. I don't know. I can't... I need to ruminate more. I need to watch it again. So. Do you want to hear what the biggest beef I had with this movie? Maybe. (laughs) You're not ready for it? I don't know. I just don't want it to be ruined for when I do no, watch it. No, because I'm going to tear it down and then build it up. Because I just gave this a 91. I loved it. I thought it was a great movie. But the plot and like some underdeveloped character stuff, I, I, could, I cannot let it stand. What about the plot? Because... Okay. Have you seen The Big Lebowski? You kn- I haven't. All the way. Okay. But you've seen enough of it to know that it's this very like rinse and repeat format where... There's an overarching plot, okay? Lebowski has his rug stolen from him, he has to recover this, and he goes on an adventure as a result. But a lot of it is, he goes to a place, an event happens, and then he moves on, goes to another place, an event happens, he moves on. And so, he's got this objective. The Banks family has this objective, right? They want to keep their house from being... Repossessed. Repossessed by the bank. But it felt very much like, okay, Mary Poppins shows up, and the, there's they take a bath. Musical number. It's great. Okay. They break a bowl. They go into the bowl. Musical number. Loved it. Move on. Next event. Right? Oh, they go and they are going to get the bowl fixed. You know? And it was like everything was so inconsequential. Like with the bowl being fixed, it's like, oh, it'll be fixed in a week and they get there and they're like oh it has no value okay you know and then at the very end it's like oh the um the certificate what was the word I'm looking for the document that they needed to get the house back yeah so I guess you know for you know I guess people aren't listening to this who haven't seen it but plot wise it's worth mentioning that the whole time um What's his face? Michael. Michael is looking for this document that says that his father owns shares in the company. And at the end of the movie, they happen to find it and it almost solves all of their problems. And then eventually it does solve all of their problems. So, so that. 
See, I feel like... That didn't bother you at all? No, because I totally disagree with you. I actually thought the plot was a lot stronger... Than the first one. The first one, because the first one follows the same... Whatever, sequence of events. It's like... You know, there's almost... I feel like the, the plot and, like, the motive behind the plot... I didn't even understand it, really, until I was an adult. Like, when I'm a kid, I'm just like, oh, they're just... In the original. Yeah. They're just... You know, singing Mary Poppins is a nanny, and they sing some songs, and they do some adventures, and that's very much what this one was. But I thought there was like I at least—I mean, I am an adult now, but there's an understanding of like there is a purpose behind all this. Like there actually is something driving their behavior, or just like not driving their behavior, but like I don't know. There's like a backstory that like actually makes sense. There's actually like some ad- um. What's I don't know adversarial things where it's like yeah. they have to well, escape some things. Well, there's a thread that it all together. Okay. I thought it made more sense, and I thought the plot was great. Yes, if you're strictly comparing it to the original, I mean that's like the big complaint people have about the original. There is no real plot. It's like you understand thematically, Mr. Banks gets saved by the end of the film and is restored to his family, and it took Mary Poppins coming in and getting the kids into ship ship shape to to do it and so it was super convoluted and in a way i feel like in a way this movie very much tried to mirror the first movie you know like you've got your burt song and you've got your mm-hmm. Jack yeah, song. Very... You got, so, and i think plot wise i think they did that too I, you're absolutely right this one did it 100 times better than the first one because there was an actual plot to kind of follow but I guess I guess what I'm saying is, from a sequel standpoint, I think they nailed it. Because a good sequel, I think, sticks to a lot of the same formulas, but does it differently enough, paying homage to the first one, but also kind of doing something new. I feel like Mary Poppins Returns really did that. Mm-hmm. In fact, I had in my notes here that I felt like you could have done this movie, I don't know, five years or so after the original, done it um, with Julie Andrews, but have a completely different cast and just say it's 20 years in the future, you know, but Mary mm-hmm. Poppins hasn't changed, uh, you know, and Bert would be, there wouldn't be a Bert, there'd be somebody else and the kids would be grown, but they'd be different actors with playing them. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think people would have loved it. I think it would have worked really well because it, it very much felt like a true yeah. sequel. But, you know, but my same issues I have with the first one, and don't get me wrong, I love the first one. It's a classic, but it's mostly because of the music and it's because of the, the characters. And for me, this one felt very much the same way. I loved it because of the music and because of the characters. The plot just was kind of like, this is just deus ex machina, you know? And, and, and also you predictable. Just, what did you just say? I'm speaking Greek, y'all. Okay. No, deus you haven't heard that term before. Okay, deus, it's, it's, God, our cats are going crazy upstairs, but it's God, God of the machine, God in the machine or something like that. It's. I think Greek. It comes from the Greek theater days where they would literally have some mechanism that would come in and like lift the characters off the stage and save the day or something. It's just something where it's just, oh, it's all, you know, tied up with a bow at the end very simply when all these other things you did not lead naturally to the result of the production. Sure. I, you're, you, you're not agreeing with No, me I here. don't agree. I mean... I kind of get what you're saying, but I do think... I mean, I've already said It's just predictable. Super predictable. Sure. But I mean, that's... I guess... 
that's what I expected going into a Mary Poppins movie. So. Predictability. Yeah, I mean, just like that it would follow the same formula. And so, like, thinking that, I was like, oh, they did a better job of actually explaining some sort of story and some sort of story arc rather than, like, I had like I had no idea what that movie was about when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. But this is like, oh, they are going to lose their house and, like, this other stuff. So I thought they did a better job than the original in that respect. For sure. So. I agree. Okay. But that's my, that is my one gripe with the movie is that it was just very... Is very, I'd call it a janky plot, and I felt like it was resolved quickly and without anything in the story really mattering. It was all saved in the end by. I will Dick, say. Dick Van Dyke's character, whatever his name is. Yes. Mr. Okay. Dawes Jr. So we could talk about that now because one issue I had was at the very end. Um, and so I could be wrong about this, but my understanding is that in the original. And if you guys, I don't know, if you know me, I very much value, like, I don't know, understanding the original story and going along with that. And, like, I don't know, that matters to me. Like, don't. Okay, so, like, I'm just going to throw this out there. Mamma Mia 1 and then Mamma Mia 2. Mamma Mia 2 was, like, really fun and enjoyable, but there were so many plot holes that just, like, bugged the crap out of me. Mm-hmm. And so this one, there was a little bit of lack of... I don't want to say continuity, but there was an issue, I thought, with... So, okay, in the original, Mary Poppins sings um, Feed the Birds, right? And it's all about, like, being charitable and, like, giving. And so at the end of that song, or, like, the understanding is that that's what Michael should be giving his money to is to the bird lady so she can feed the birds, right? Mm -hmm. But then, in this one, they say like, oh, your dad actually did invest the money into the bank and that's the money that actually grew into, you know, the money. Like a trust fund, basically. Yeah, trust fund that like has grown to be able to save your house. And I'm like, so that that was messed up. Like that confused me. Maybe, and I didn't bring that specific example up, but what I'm saying is I felt like there were a lot of instances like that in this movie. I don't feel like there was a lot, but that one actually bugged me, because like there was a whole song dedicated to how... Tuppence? Yeah, the, I mean, it's a great song. It's like, yeah. that's a... I don't know. A big moment in the movie. It's like, oh, you don't need to be investing in money and all those things, but in being mm-hmm. charitable and relationships but then it's like oh well after some convincing your dad invested it in the bank and look now your house is saved so it's like okay was mary poppins wrong then is that what you're saying because if you read into it that's what that's what it would be safe so that bugged me and so it's like little stuff like that in this movie and but like any movie where if there's like any sort of inconsistency like i will zoom in on that and be like maybe it's because modern audiences would be like definitely don't give the crazy bird lady your money <laughs> Maybe we've made know, enough financial mistakes. That he our, wants to feed the birds. Michael says learn. he wants to feed the birds. There's a whole debacle about it, you know. So, yeah, I don't know. That was that was one of my main issues. That's not what took it down like ten percent, but <laughs> that did bug me. Felt a bit plot holy, I think. Yeah. Okay, so while we're on the topic of plot holes, I felt like there was some character stuff that was a little holy. 
H-O-L-E-Y. Like? Okay. I loved Jack the Lamplighter. I thought he was a very just cool character, but like woefully underdeveloped. Yeah. And, and the biggest issue I had with this was that there is a very loose love interest, like very loose romance tied into this film that mm-hmm. I thought did not work and was kind of cheesy was cute. and stupid. No, it was <laughs> cute. You're wrong. It was fine. I mean, it was kind of like pointless. Yes, I thank guess. you. But it's like, but then you get to, I don't know, maybe it's for the the more romantic types or something, but you're just like, oh, I wonder what will happen after that, you know? Who knows what Jane's been doing this whole time? Seems like she's just, another thing I liked, side note, was just like the the homage they paid to the first one that like Jane followed in her mother's footsteps with the activism and stuff. I thought Mm -hmm. that was pretty cute. Um, But yeah, meanwhile, she hasn't had any love of her own and then... Jack the Lamplighter comes in. It's not a big romance, but it's, you know, it's a family movie and it doesn't need to be a whole big plot. I thought it was I guess, cute. I guess for it to work, I needed it to be something more than just... So here's the thing. We get like a sentence, maybe a paragraph from Jack about like, oh, I used to look up and wave to their, the bank's kids in the window and oh, they were so nice and whatever happened to what's her name jane <laughs> whatever happened to young jane what's with you not and, remembering names and mary poppins is like oh she lives in a flat down the street and he's like cool yeah so maybe he, you'll then meet he her. helps him out and and then we don't really get anything from her standpoint other than um she feels like the the time to get married and something like that door has closed and there's that nice little you know, motif of doors opening and closing yeah, and stuff see? like that no in order for us to like actually care that they are an item so to speak i think we needed something more than those two little blips i disagree it's fine it's cute it's lighthearted. they hold hands at the end with their balloons it's good it's fine and then you get to wonder what will happen in the future with their with these open doors love yeah. is an open door you you might have heard that somewhere I guess, you know, they could have... I think they could have fixed it for me. You're, you're fine with it, I understand that. But they could have fixed it for me by maybe having Mary Poppins be a little more... I don't I guess I just needed one little, like, scene. Not just a line, but, like, an actual scene where, like, Jack the Lamplighter and maybe Jane, maybe they get separate scenes, are expressing their wants and desires and how they aren't where they wanted to be in life at this point. But Jack the Lamplighter, it's just like, like, look. And it, and it, it's more so with his development. <laughs> We're reading into this a lot, but okay. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah, it's, it's a podcast. We're supposed to talk about this. But it's more, my, my issue is more with his development and not hers. Not that hers was great, but that his, I thought that he was a really cool character. But basically... Mary Poppins shows up and he's like, I can't believe it. It's Mary Poppins. And then he's there all the time and they do all these things together. And it's very much like the Bert Mary Poppins relationship, which they don't tell us much about that in the first one. But in this one, it's like she actually, I feel like, is really helping him out. But we don't. I don't know. Her, her point of being there is not to help him. They could have added something in there where she's also there to, like, help him. No. Why? Because she's Why there not? to help the banks. That's that's right. her role. I mean. Okay. Okay. Would it have worked better then if she, it was clear that she was also to help 
Jane not be this maybe spinster activist lady? Maybe. I don't know. But, I mean, you see that, like, Mary Poppins, like, her nods of approval in, like, their budding relationship and romance, so. Yeah, I liked the Mary Poppins nods of approval, but... Look, I'm allowed to have my critiques. I okay, this I'm 91%, and I'm telling you... You're allowed loved, to have your critiques, I and love this movie. we're conversing about it, yeah. so... Yeah, no, we're allowed to. We... So far, we've not agreed on anything, so... Yeah, so there you <laughs> there go. There you go. Um, okay, another thing that I didn't like was... People are going to think just, we just are just yeah, I know. crapping no, all we're over just this movie. critical jerks. I'm going to talk about what um, I loved here. Yeah, me too. I'm getting the stuff I didn't like out of the way. Was at the end, again, when Mary Poppins just flies up to fix the clock. I'm like, couldn't you have done that and oh saved like, the Learys a lot of effort? Yeah. No, I hated that. I yeah, hated that, that bugs me. That, Deus Ex Machina. Stop oh. saying that. <laughs> you sound... That is Stupid. a term. Okay. okay. You know what? I went to school. I paid. Yeah, good. you sound like an arrogant. You, you sound like Mary Poppins. <laughs> which I'll get into well, that in a minute. All I'm saying is, I hmm. am educated. My name is Katie Meadows. And I I don't, it's, look, I learned it in college, and it's a term that okay. stuck with me. And it's, it's used all okay. the time. You're, <laughs> you just you sound of, like a tool. You just think I'm trying I'm to be academic. <laughs> you. Okay. Guys, I'm an English teacher, so this is something that we I talk mm. about with my students. Yes. So it's like it's just in the back of my brain. Yes, because but, my very look. educated, very <laughs> well-formed brain. Are you gonna let me finish? No. <laughs> the concept remains the same: is that there's some situation that's just solved by like magic, which is great because Mary Poppins is magic. She is. But magic. don't make the lamplighters put up a hundred ladders yeah, and I know. have Linda like, Manuel you Miranda like... almost fall off the. Yeah, you could just go out there and fix it in the bin. first place. My thought was like maybe she needed them to, to light the, turn off the turn light off for the light. a second. But even then. She could have done it. She could have done it all. Or she could have carried him up with her. Like, oh, now you go in and turn off the lights, you lamp yeah. lighter. Yeah, that was annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise that scene would have been that like, just seemed that selfish. scene is really cool. Right. And then it's like, wait, she's just going to fly up. She's like, yeah, she's I like, wish. I'll take care of this. I wish um, Jack would have. Said something? No, just that he would have been the one to fix the time. 100%. I mean, it makes sense that Mary Poppins is the one to do it because she's magical and stuff and, like, saves the day, but... I don't know. Putting him through too much work. She should have maybe, like, elevated him up there. Giving him a little nudge. Yeah, but then magic. that still would have been the same. Just a nudge, though. Like, anyway. Yeah. Cool. So that bugged me. I agree. <laughs> Mm. Okay, what else? You ready to talk about what we liked? Sure. Okay. Um, I did the like music. that... Okay, I'm not going there yet. I, know, I liked that um, Mary Poppins was not only trying to help Michael find his sense of childhood and wonder, but the children as well, who had like taken on this role as adults since their mom had died and like had to grow up quickly and do these things, but just also... So it wasn't exactly like the original in that, which I liked. Mm -hmm. It wasn't her just trying to... Oh, no. In the original, they're like, oh, those horrible Banks children. And I'm like, these children are like angels. Yes. But anyway, That was definitely not the case here. But yeah, so this one's like they are... Except for little Georgie. You know, he's still a child in many ways. But, mm -hmm. and a little you know, trying to... Ornery. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. But it's like he's kind of like the one that you want to be like. And yes. she's trying to instill that again in the children and also in 
Yeah, I thought that was really good, and I felt like the theme of dealing with grief was really Mm -hmm. well done. I mean, that scene where he breaks down and... In front of it, with the... In front of his kids. And they sing. And they sing. I'm like, that was a really emotional scene. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he did... He was... I was going to say that, like, it would have been... Maybe they could have picked someone that looked a little bit more like the original Michael because mm-hmm. it's like, how did he grow up and turn into like this dark haired yeah. man? But um, but his performance like made up for that. I thought mm-hmm. like, he did a really great job with just those emotional scenes. I, thought. I, I care a lot less about that stuff. I care. I'm just kind of like, it's what, 50 years later? It's, you know, it's a completely different movie. He does not need to look like It's not the a completely different movie. It's the same characters. I know. But it's... I'm trying to think of a good comparison. It's fine. Yeah. You I, don't I, care about that as much. Yeah, I really don't. Like, like part of me the, is like... Like the genie not thought, being blue, I'm like, get over it. Who what, in cares? the live... In the live action Aladdin. People oh, okay. are freaking out about it. I'm like... That's different because that's... Anyways, it's fine. I thought they cast a Jane. I was like, oh, that there's a similarity there, I mm-hmm. thought. But, Michael, I'm like, you look totally different performance makes it. up for it yeah he killed it for sure maybe best in show i'm not sure yet because lin-manuel miranda oh is... i thought you were i thought you were saying like lin-manuel didn't do it for you oh psh. yeah no he's well, okay my... so let's talk about emily blunt well let's talk about emily because blunt. i know you that was your biggest concern going into this it was i was afraid i wasn't gonna like her as mary poppins and it took me a while to warm up to her and I still I thought she did a really good job I'll say that but part of me didn't really ever warm up to I thought she was like more arrogant than the Mm -hmm. original and just kind of like everything was kind of like met with kind of biting sarcasm and that kind of like an I I know it all just like yeah an air of like arrogance and Mm Yeah, so that kind of was annoying to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and like in the original, you're like Mary Poppins is kind of that way, but in a way that's more amiable, I guess. Definitely warmer. Yeah, and so, but there are moments I think that Emily Blunt was really like warm in that mm-hmm. way, especially in those magical scenes. You could see her kind of like light up as a child, and I thought that was really cool. So, um, which is something that Julie Andrews I thought did really well in Mary Poppins. Like she would delight. In the childlike wonder of things. Yeah, and I thought Emily Blunt did that too. Yeah. But in her, like, you know, everyday interactions, I guess, it's kind of like, hmm, hmm, hmm. She was a little snooty for me too. I, snooty, I also yes, wrote that's down. The word. I also wrote down that I felt like um, she took a while to get used to. Mm-hmm. But once I got used to it, I was like, she's pretty good, Mary Poppins. It actually makes me wonder which one is closer to P.L. Travers. Right, I want to read. Version. I want to read the original. Yeah. Because it could because she said she didn't watch Julie Andrews. I mean, she's had to watch it at some point, right? Like, yeah, but maybe she didn't to, watch it like right before like she Like to practice, yeah. like to rehearse and stuff. So but I wonder if she read the books. I I just don't know. I don't know you know which one is more accurate, but then there's like, you know, let's take Charlie and the Chocolate Factory for instance. Um Roald Dahl hated Gene Wilder's Willy Wonka. Hmm. I mean, it was like, oh, it was so far. And so when the Johnny Depp one came out, people were like, oh, it's 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 darker, so it's more accurate to the book. 
but to me and to a lot of viewers our Willy Wonka right. was Gene Wilder and yeah. so seeing that comparison it didn't matter which one was closer to the book the purple suited Gene Wilder was better is it purple is it blue I don't know purple mind. yeah hey sweet anyway my point being I don't know which one's closer to P.L. Travers's version but I definitely prefer Julie Andrews yeah that being said I was pleasantly surprised with him and want surprised more- is that what I said? Surprised. Yeah. Um, mostly with her singing, though. Yeah. I like one of our big critiques of these kind of Disney live action or, or like any and, current music. Yeah, or like yeah. New oh, musicals yeah, like, like La La Land. La Land. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, choose people that can sing, please. Um, That's all I ask. Uh, Les Mis. It's like they get these great A-list actors in who can't really sing or aren't mm-hmm. great singers. And I'm not one to talk. I can't sing, but. Yeah, but if you're going to make a musical, take a singer. That's all I ask. Oh, yeah. And I actually, like, really love her voice. You know, when I was watching on um, Ellen, of course, um, that she actually doesn't like singing in front of people. I think when she's, like, not in a character, which Hmm. is weird because she's been in Into the Woods. She's been in this one, so she's been in musicals, but... I see. I haven't seen Into the Woods. Yeah, but I'm like, she has... So I saw her on Ellen, um, and she, like... I don't kind of got tricked into singing by herself and she was like kind of timid but I was like she has a beautiful voice yeah yeah Ellen's good at that I thought she sounded a little bit like I think her name's Bernadette Peters if I'm she reminded me so no one's this is where I like kind of isolate myself but she reminded me of um, the voice of Rita from Animaniacs (laughs) the homeless cat the voice for her and like, and I love her voice, which is like ridiculous. Oh, you kid! You got it made neat, the gray pyramid. Gotta say I like this lifestyle. Talking about my home on the muddy night. I grew up watching Animaniacs, so, but I thought, yeah, Emily Blunt. I was like, I really grew to love her voice. Not even grew, but I was like, oh. She can sing really well. I don't know why she has any timidity in singing in front of people, but she's in character as Mary Poppins. I kind of get it. So, but anyway, yes. So, overall, like, acting and the arrogant stuff I didn't like, but I really thought she performed her music very well. Yeah, and not all the acting stuff was bad. No, there were moments, yeah. She was good. She was good moments. Yeah. yeah. And then Lin Manuel Miranda. He was okay. That's ridiculous. <laughs> he was amazing. Yeah, he was awesome. And was so good. and I'm like, is it just because I think that he can do no wrong? Like, am I just biased and just? Well, he's not the best singer. No, he's not the best singer. But like, and that, he even performed... that showed. Yeah. That showed a little right. bit. Right. He's not the best singer in the world, but he can act and he can dance i was super impressed with his dancing mm-hmm. we never really seen his acting because in hamilton it's just it's an opera basically it's song 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 the whole way through right there's mannerisms and things like that and he's good at that but this was actually like dialogue and so i'm i'm looking forward to his career because i think it's going to be oh yeah he's just going to do you know Okay, it's, I'm glad that you said because I'm like, do I just think he's amazing and can do no wrong? Yeah, or but I also love him, but yeah, I, you know, it's fitting that he played this, the same 
archetype as Dick Van Dyke because I think he's going to have a similar just impactful career where it's just like he's just a lovable guy that when he yeah. does something it's and entertaining and he puts his heart into it he's kind yeah yeah so sure. he but I was super impressed by um Trip a Little Light Fantastic okay oh, yeah. so I was reading this is like a while back when they were doing filming and he was talking about like this dancing is super intense and rigorous and oh my god I'm so sore and hmm. so I was you know had that in the back of my mind but like that number I'm like holy crap they are dancing there yeah Rachel clapped after that one yeah looked over at I me did. like doing a little, do a little yeah I was like that was I mean and like we said like that kind there's different numbers that kind of mirror ones in the original so that was very much the the step in time song mm-hmm. Um, but it was amazing. It was like really the well dancing done. in that, like that not just awesome. Lynn Manuel Miranda, but all of them, which again, in the original, that's like the biggest dance number, I think. But yeah, yeah, it was amazing. That was like probably my favorite moment in the movie. So that was up there for me. You know what number I wanted? I thought about, okay, there were two other ones that I legit wanted to clap after. One was the number in the circus tent inside the bowl mm-hmm. about the judging a book by its cover. Mm-hmm. It was just so fun. I just, I loved it. Yeah. And, and Lynn was great in that as well. Yes. And the Topsy Turvy. Yes, that was so good. So good. Yeah, and I thought and that's like, another more like the, the setting and expressionism. Like they show the, this house looking normal and then they flip it upside down. Yeah. That was so cool. So cool. And Very that, much that like whole, the I love to laugh scene with. Yeah. It, that's what it was. Yeah. It was, but way better than that. Like, that's a number where if you had to put the two head to head, Meryl Streep's beats hmm. love to laugh. Yeah. I could say that. Oh, easily. Oh my gosh. It's, it's so, so good. good. Well, I love it because it's like the whole cast. Well, the whole, mm-hmm. I guess, I'm, I don't know what the main characters. Yeah. It's like the kids, Mary Poppins, Jack, and. Yeah. Topsy. They all perform. It's like they do it so well together. I think it's just a really enjoyable. And Meryl yeah. Streep, also flawless. Like, it also could be that she's the Laugh is great. probably my least favorite song from original. Oh, really? I mean, I could see that, but I love... I don't know. I can't remember the actor's name in that, but I love him. It's All I know is it's Keenan Wynn's son, and I'm named after Keenan Wynn. Look at him. Yeah. Um, he... No, but and he does a lot of voices for oh, yeah. tons of stuff, but I think he's hilarious, so. Yeah. Okay, so, anyway, let's jump back to the um, the scene inside the bowl. Okay. Which is, it, the equivalent with the original was the chalk painting mm-hmm. scene. Like, that whole scene, definitely not better than the original. But my goodness, I was blown away. Yeah, that was a really cool The animation, okay, first of all, the animation was a total throwback to, like, 60s Disney animation. Mm-hmm. I read, I, I, I read, I thought somewhere that they had pulled artists out of retirement to hmm. animate those scenes, but I couldn't find anything after watching the movie to back that up. But what I did find is that they outsourced the animation that was not Disney animation. And they did get someone who had worked on Beauty and the Beast as the art director. Interesting. Or art animation director, something like that. 
So that's kind of cool, but but it wasn't Beauty and the Beast style. It wasn't that 90s Disney animation. It was like the Robin Hood. And, yeah. But I tell you what, the, the live action with the animation... Really cool. It's, and never, like the, it's never looked better. The costume design, too, was mm-hmm. really cool, I thought. They I, made it, like, into, like, I don't know. Almost look animated. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, and you could tell there was some. It was like digital. Actually, this is I think what Spider-Man did too. To some, well, Spider-Man was all digital, but it looks a lot of it looks hand-drawn. But you can tell it's like digital animated. Mm-hmm. I think it's called cell shading. I could be wrong there. But like the carriage, for example, like you could tell it was a computer, but then it had like hand-drawn animation over it. I don't know how to describe it, but it looked incredible. It really worked. It was like a blending of these two worlds. Mm-hmm. I want more of that. I mean, I would I, after watching Mary Poppins Returns, I would kill for like a Roger Rabbit. Yeah, sequel. I know that kind of made me feel like that too. I was like, oh, this is because it's, good. it's never looked better than yeah. Mary Poppins Returns. I mean, it was so well done. Yeah, I agree. It was really cool. And that the carriage chase scene where like it flipped over and then it was like a train. You know what I'm talking about. No. Kind of. Sort of. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, it really was. So, that whole scene, the, the animation inside the bowl, for me, trumps trumps it all, I think. I think that beats out Triple O like Fantastic. Really? Yep. Okay. I just thought it was incredible. Yeah, I mean, I thought all the magic scenes were cool. I liked... At the, I mean, the bathtub one, the first one, mm-hmm. when our son, we have a three-year-old son, we took him. I'm like, what did you think of that one? He was like, that was so cool, mm-hmm. which is basically what I feel like the the different magical numbers were. But yeah, the bowl scene was super cool, the way they did that. Yeah. Yeah, the bathtub scene was really good, too. Mm-hmm. Not not the hand-drawn animation stuff, but cool in a different way. Yeah, it reminded me of La La Land. It did a little bit. They were dancing in the stars or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Do you have any other any other thoughts? I don't know. I thought the opening number was good. And, you know, being, I'm not like huge into musicals or anything, but when I see a musical, I want it to be like quintessential musical. Yeah. Opening up with a musical number, clutch. Totally into that. Yes. Yes. It just is like, yep, here we go. You know, I think I mentioned in our spoil free review that some people are probably like ugh god it's like why, why go see a Mary Poppins movie if you don't want the music but I thought it's, I forget what it, it was something about the under the London sky or whatever yeah but, that was a good number yeah and it, there was like a reprise later of it mm-hmm. and I thought the final number oh man now I'm blanking on but we're in there, the balloons and they're yeah. going up and it's kind of like the sky's the limit sort of theme nowhere but up, up to go, yeah. Something like that. I think that's what it was, somewhere but up to go. thought that was a great song. Loved the Angela Lansbury yes, cameo. that was cool. I, I thought the music was I'll need to watch it again, or at least listen to the soundtrack, because I can be... I, I, I'm putting money on you falling in love with the music. Probably. It happens. I don't know, but it's like... like I don't know. There's no spoonful of sugar, and there's no super cowpatches that gets Bailadocious. What was that? <laughs> You say that again? Yeah, nope, I mean, in Jolly Holiday. Oh, no Jolly Holiday. Nothing even like it, I thought. No. 
still but if they had even i think that's probably a good move because i feel like if they had tried to do something it would have been like you're trying too hard to make it like the original so probably a good move to not have that i think we had this movie and we didn't have the original to compare it to Hmm. people would love it a lot more it's possible except for the fact that you need the original to make sense of the sequel yeah I think character, maybe kind of character and plot wise. Sort of. I think you could. I think you could stand alone. I mean, it's definitely a sequel, but I think if like you haven't seen the mm-hmm. original, it's not like we said. The plot isn't super complicated or deep that you're gonna be like lost mm-hmm. or something. But you might lack some appreciation. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So after talking, I think I'll raise my score to eighty-five. Okay. 86, 87, 88. It's continually going up. I'm sticking with my 91. It's not practically perfect in every way. Correct. It's not. But. Um, I do, you know, I, I remember good. one of the pre-review things that I read had said something along the lines of, um, it's going to be an instant Disney classic. I don't know. I feel like it could be. I would not. I, I hesitate calling it an instant Disney classic, but but honestly, my critiques of it are the same critiques I have with the first one. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, I thought it was pretty magical. Yeah, it was magical, and I don't know. I think if you love the first one, you will love the second one. Unless you're one of those people that like loves something and doesn't love anything that is sort of like it. You know, like. There's some people that just hate anything that tries to be even like the original. So, if you're one of those people, well, I don't know what to tell you. But if oh, you're there a fan are, I, of, I've seen critics that yeah. bash it by just saying, like... It's... N- why even bother why try? making... Why do? Okay. Why make this movie? And it's like... It's like, okay, but there is a sequel, and if you enjoy yeah. the first one... Uh, my question one, is, why not make this movie? Yeah. I thought it was... It was great. Yeah. I think it was... Very enjoyable. Yeah. And high time, I think, there was something that brought that Mary Poppins magic back. So, Do yes. another one in, do another one in 50 years. It's weird to think about, but sure. Yeah. I don't want another... I don't want a Mary Poppins 3 in five years. Please no. don't do that to me. But this one I thought was overdue. I, I said this before in a previous episode. I feel like musicals are getting a resurgence in popularity. But, and then that, that maybe it's kind of like the time is, is right for something like this. They're not huge they're, and they'll probably never be like they were in the golden age, but right. we're in a sweet spot where we're getting like really well done musicals. I think a lot of that is thanks to Lin-Manuel Miranda. Can't Thank wait to see you, the Little Lin-Manuel. Mermaid live action that he's working. For with, some reason, I'm with, uh, what's his face worried about that one, but we'll no. see. Depends on the casting. It's all your, about the casting. Your, your boy Lin. Yeah. He's working on it. But a, don't tap cast a freaking Emma Watson. Oh, that's true. This one did not all... suffer from... Yeah, that is that is 100% a concern. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. No, it's huge. I don't know how Aladdin is. I don't know any of the actors other than Will Smith, and I know that they're going to do like a... a it's going to be like a genie-like rap type thing. And oh, really? People are like, oh, God. But I'm like, it's okay. It's Will Smith. Yeah, I like Will Smith. should be entertaining. You we'll see. We don't need to make the same thing. We yeah. don't need the same Beauty and the Beast, but it's live action. And now we've got Emma Watson, who is this famous Not actress. Good and she's a great actress. Yeah. But. Can't sing. Yeah. 
don't do that to us. We don't want that. That's not what we want. Yeah. Anyway, I think you started to say, oh, no, you did say your final thoughts. You did. My final thoughts, you know, are just, it. go see it. It's, yeah. If you like the original Mary Poppins, I agree with you, Rachel. You should like this one. Um, if you're indifferent about the original Mary Poppins and you do like musicals, go see it. Yeah. If you don't like Mary Poppins or you don't like musicals, you won't like this movie, so don't bother. But it is, for Disney fans, I think it's up there. I mean, yeah. It's delightful. Delightful. All right. It's fantastic. I think that does it. For... It's a wrap. We have gone super long yeah, this week, so we're not going to do... Yeah, thank you for listening to us talk this long. No shout-outs or anything like that this week. We're just going to cut it off, and we also will not have a regularly scheduled episode next week either because of New Year's. In fact, this one's going to be coming to you a few days late. So we promised we'd get one last one before the New Year. This is it. This and is it. And then we will see you after Oops. the New Year um, as we start having episodes gearing up for our next Disney trip yeah. All right. All right. So happy Thank new year, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Are you ready? Up to Neverland. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye.